there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. Always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome to Follow the Money. This show is, of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dave Ross, Matt Humans coming at you for the next three hours from a very quiet Circus Sportsbook. But it's not quiet on the East Coast, Matt. Uh, good morning, my friend. Are you Mitch and I'm Paul? Is that uh, the way we do this today? Well, some people have said that I look like Mitch. You do. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't look like Paul. Mitch might object to that. Yeah, Mitch is like, oh, I'm much better looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to. We're going to have a great uh, crew with us today. Tim Brando is going to join us here uh, a little bit in hour number two. JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, and the king of New York, as I like to call him, Will Hill, is going to get Three up Three of my early. favorite guys on today's show, Tim Brando, JVT, and Will Hill. Looking forward to it. Going to talk a lot of hoops, obviously, of what we saw over the weekend as we get ready for the second half of the NBA uh, season to really begin in earnest. But before we get there, we did have one marquee matchup I felt like last night on the docket in College Hoops. We have some big-time matchups tonight that we're going to get to as well. But very quickly, before we get to tonight's slate, Houston doesn't cover the number. They win by eight last night against Iowa State. Matt, you have been much more immersed than I have been when it comes to College Hoops. It was my first real look at if we're looking at two elite teams that Mm -hmm. we think potentially can make deep runs. Obviously, visions of grandeur for Houston down the road in the NCAA tournament. You know, we thought maybe offense is going to be challenged. It goes over the point total last night after a really slow start. Are either one of these two teams, maybe Houston more so, capable of cutting down the nets? Uh, Houston could, sure. Uh, I don't think Houston will, but when you're talking about teams that are capable of doing it, sure, Houston's in that discussion. And I would say there's maybe 15 teams in that uh, group that could cut down the nets when you're talking about winning the national championship. Now... I don't think it's going to be like last year where we had three Cinderella types get to the Final Four. We have Florida Atlantic, uh, San Diego State, and uh, Miami. Call Miami a Cinderella because nobody thought the Hurricanes were going to get there. Right. They'd never been there. Uh, along with UConn, 
I don't think it's going to be like that. You're going to see uh, at least two or three, I think, of the uh, high seeds, you know, the top three from the top three seed lines get to the final four. And one, one of those is probably going to be UConn. I'd be really, at this point, really, really surprised if UConn is not a final four team. And last week at this time here at Circus Sportsbook, you could bet UConn to reach the final four at plus 170. Whoa. At DraftKings right now, it's plus 110. At Circa, plus 115. Obviously, uh, the betting market, very impressed with uh, what the UConn Huskies are doing. Now, if you go to Ken Pomeroy, the analytics site, mm-hmm. kenpom.com, which uh, almost every college hoops handicapper or media guy cites, Houston is the number one team on Ken Palm. Connecticut's number two, Purdue number three, Arizona four. And that's what was interesting to me because, and I thought what you said about 15 teams potentially could cut down the nets come March versus last year, whereas this free-for-all and then UConn clearly was the best, even mm-hmm. though UConn was a lower seed last year, I believe a four seed going yeah. to the NCAA tournament a UConn year ago. UConn did not win the Big East tournament right. last year. A lot of people forget that. So I, I go and I go, all right, well, if UConn is now, I believe, five to one, shorter size to, to win the whole thing here, and they're going to take on Creighton tonight, they're going to be a small road favorite tonight. I look at them and I go, okay, if they are not a super team, and it's hard to have super teams, obviously, in college basketball these days with the turnover that you have, uh, they're as close as potentially as we've seen. We just saw Kansas City repeat in the NFL, which doesn't happen, that hadn't happened in 20 years. Connecticut is the favorite to do just that. If Houston is number one in Ken Palm, I'm curious as to what they might have over UConn in order for Ken Palm to find that rating. Is it just the defensive prowess that we associate with Houston? Because UConn, we know, can get after you defensively as well. Yeah, Houston's number one in defensive efficiency. So that's a that's big, probably the. Uh, I, I think uh, Houston's got too many offensive deficiencies mm-hmm. uh, to win the whole thing. But uh, Houston's going to be a tough matchup for anyone in the tournament. You know, it's been about 20 years also since we've had a repeat uh, winner in college basketball. Florida Gators, That's Billy right. Donovan, Billy the Kid. Wow. Uh, this UConn team's going to be a serious threat to do that. So we could have a repeat in the NFL with the Chiefs and a repeat in college basketball with UConn. It might be the year of the repeats here, uh, Super Dave. So we'll see how it plays out. But right now, I mean, the, the cliche in college basketball for everyone who talks about it is – as of last week, it was UConn and Purdue and everyone else. Now it's UConn and everyone else after Purdue lost on Sunday. To Ohio State, and uh, they were big road favorites, didn't get that done. So th- I guess that begs the question tonight for UConn. It's sure. still sleepy for uh, February before we get to March. Now they're going to lay three in the road against Creighton. Is this a, like we saw last night with Virginia going up there to Castle Coliseum, even though Del Curry did not play for the Hokies last night. Virginia Tech whoosh, slaps around UVA. Uh, could we possibly get one of those type scenarios tonight where sure. way that small number in UConn, buyer beware. Anytime you go on the road in college basketball, it's going to be tough. You know, and you see it in the Big Ten, the Big 12. You're going you're gonna to see it. Uh, you're seeing it in the SEC in the mm-hmm. Big East. Uh, to me, this number opened a little bit too low. DraftKings opened UConn minus two. Still got minus two and a half at minus 112. I would have to play UConn here. This is a... Uh, and this is one of those see it, I've got to see it to believe it situations. If you're going to beat UConn, okay, I'll tip my hat to you and say job well done. But if uh, I'm going to bet this game, I'm going to bet the Huskies on the road and lay the short number. It's going to take a big effort from Creighton and maybe some home court cooking in terms of the officiating for the Blue Jays to pull off the upset in this game. Yes, Dave, give me that look. Well, that look- happens a lot in college basketball. That's <laughs> why another reason it's so tough to win on the road. You don't get the calls. And, uh, well – UConn right now, I think I, I made this number four. Okay. Uh, so 
I've got UConn's power rating pretty high, and it's really impressive what Danny Hurley has done because Huskies lost their top two players. The most outstanding player from the tournament, uh, their lead guard off last year's championship team, and here they are again as the best team in college basketball. Hey, I'd have to bet UConn in this situation. If you beat me, so be it. You're taking down the number one team in the nation. But I'm going to play UConn on the money line here at around minus 145. And the reason why I gave you that look is because I'm, I'm thinking about Danny Hurley. He's a maniac. He, he's, he a, he's a maniac, right? So can't you see and hear Danny Hurley tonight say, we're not going to be Purdue. You see what happened to Purdue? They go to Ohio State. Like We're going to go to – like you can just see him. We're not going to fall for the trap that they fell for. And Creighton's a better team than Ohio State. Yeah. Much better team. So yeah. I, 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 I'm kind of picking up what you're putting down there with the Huskies laying a small number, even though it feels like it could be a trap like Virginia, like Purdue. This is still the best team in the country. Well, I, was, I was on Ohio State against Purdue. I nice. mean, that, that was one of those situations where the Buckeyes made a coaching change. Yeah. You knew they were getting a new life on the season, and they were going to play with a lot more energy. Uh, Purdue was walking into a tough situation there. If you handicapped that, you had to see it beforehand. I, I was not surprised at all by that. Now, UConn's walking into a tough spot here, too. It's going to be – the atmosphere is going to be off the hook in Omaha tonight. It's going to be – It's going to be rowdy in Omaha tonight, and uh, it's going to be tough for the Huskies to go in there and get a win. But, uh, you know, UConn – I don't like to play road favorites in college basketball yep. either, but UConn is going to be the exception for me because it's the most exceptional team in college basketball. I, I don't think it's right now all that close. We're going to talk a lot of college basketball, obviously, throughout this program uh, when we talk to Tim Brando and also Will Hill in hour number three as well. I did want to talk a little bit about what we saw over the weekend in the NBA All-Star game, or if you have apathy like me, what you didn't see in the NBA All-Star weekend, because i got to be honest with you, there's a difference between people being outraged about what you saw Mm -hmm. uh, in the All-Star game and not caring. And I'm to the point of like, look, you're just losing me. Look, if you want to bet the East and the over, congratulations. Those numbers easily cash for you. But the bigger story there, I thought, was LeBron James. And what LeBron had to say all weekend and talking to Chuck and Shaq on the TNT broadcast and basically said, well, one, I, I didn't know that Golden State, that I might get dealt to Golden State. I just had no idea oh, that this stop. was even a possibility. Hey, I'm finding out, Matt, just like you are. That's what LeBron said. He's so full. <laughs> but then he goes on to say, you know, I'm 50-50. If I really want that, he said, I saw the Kobe tour. I saw the MJ tour. You know, Matt, just don't know if I want that because, LeBron goes on, as I paraphrase, I'm not good at receiving Phrase. adulation. Yeah. If there's anybody that loves adulation, it would be LeBron James. I think the antithesis of that would have been MJ, and to a degree, Kobe. I don't know how much they really cared. MJ sure as hell didn't care. But for LeBron to come out and say those things, does it make any legitimate sense at all that he possibly did not know that there could be a seismic shift in a trade to Golden State? Or is that just LeBron being LeBron? We've got the LeBron audio, too. We'll have to get to that We're going to get that later. We're going to hear from LeBron himself about what he said about this. And it's hard not to listen to LeBron and laugh. Uh, because he is full of it. And uh, he, he's a, the definition of a drama queen. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff we saw in the NBA All-Star Weekend, I think LeBron has a big influence over that. Guy's not really caring about the All-Star game. You know, once you move past the MJ era and the Kobe era, those guys were kind of, I felt like, the glue to the league in terms of keeping it competitive. Mm. 
in terms of the intensity in events like the All-Star Game. When you have LeBron as the face of the league, you see what happens. And he's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of influence and power over what happens. Adam Silver, it's kind of got Adam Silver, you know, he's a puppeteer working as prop. Talked about LeBron working Silver as a prop. You know, the players have so much power in the NBA now. Um, it's unfortunate that the All-Star Weekend has disintegrated to what we just witnessed. It's an embarrassment to the NBA, which is the association's been great for so many years. You know, it's a storied a league in terms of the uh, the history and all the great players. And to the point now where it's, unfortunately, over the weekend, it was a laughing stock. It was a joke. I mean, it makes you get ready for the second half of the season to actually wa- to watch the actual games because there was no interest for me. There was just none. And again, I, I if they ever fix it, can it be fixed? Who knows? No. Probably not. No. This is what it is. And guess what? People like me will just sit out and wait. For the actual games that you hope mean something, down the stretch we'll find out what that means for LeBron and the Lakers. I still think he's one of the 20 best players currently playing in the NBA, but you hear those things, you go, LeBron, come on. You don't have to try to pull a wool over our eyes. Maybe Russell Wilson did that to the Broncos. We'll discuss Russ next and where he might play when you come back with us right here. Follow the money on Visa. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns of every single game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSAN.com slash pro. <laughs> Matt Humans, Dave Ross here, continuing Follow the Money. And very quickly, before we get to March Madness, and you should get that because we're going to break down every single game. I asked this this weekend. March Madness is, I think we all think, unparalleled for the entire event because you get the whole month, right? 
But now with the expansion of the NFL playoffs, right? We get more wild card games. If I said, Matt Humans, you can only have one. You can have March Madness or the entirety of the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Which one would you? If you had to give up one for Lent, well, which easy. one would you give up? It's easy. I would, uh, I would take above everything else, without a doubt, NBA All-Star Weekend. No, I'm just As I, good as it gets. March Madness. See, now I'm a college basketball guy, yeah. so March Madness to me is the easy answer. NFL's going to be second. First of all, in uh, NCAA tournament, you get 60-plus games. Yeah. You know, it's just a volume, volume of games. And uh, the drama, the one and done, doesn't get any better than the NCAA tournament. Now, this NFL playoffs I thought was great. It was awesome. And, uh, you know, that's our betting, our betting world revolves around the NFL. There's no doubt about it, but close second – in terms of that smart madness, you look at the sports book behind us right now, and this is you're going to see a similar scene in every book in Las Vegas. It's empty. Yep. It's going to be empty most of the day and most of the night, and that's not going to change much over the next few weeks until we get to March, and everything's going to start to come alive again. Uh, after the Super Bowl, you've got a, a depression phase. You yes, really do. We're in it. I had a uh, friend who's a pro better text me last night and said, "This got to be two of the worst sports days of the year. This is just miserable." You know, Sunday, Sunday was bad. Monday was worse. <laughs> There's just nothing, <laughs> nothing going on, and you can't wait to get to March till we get some big time games. Anyway, Dave, I thought we were going to talk about the Cowboys. We are. Okay, we're going to talk about them right now because look, I love Bart Scott, and it does not mean if you don't know who Bart Scott is. Of course, played a linebacker in the league, really made his hay with the Jets back in the day, and he had a famous a quote when uh, Sal Powell said to him, "Are you looking forward to playing the Patriots?" Can't wait. Wait, right? Yeah. That was Bart Scott as a linebacker. He's kind of taking that personality onto the airwaves to do what we do, and to a degree. And obviously, talking about the NFL, and he's talking about Micah Parsons. And in so many words, he says he's soft, he's sensitive, mm-hmm. and he needs to kind of put down the podcast instead of the pen these days. Put down the pod and stop being so sensey and getting out there and being a leader as a linebacker, and that the position almost requires you to be an alpha and that he feels he's being more of a beta, if you will, and saying it's because of people like Micah that the Cowboys aren't having the ultimate success in that second season. And look, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't go that far, but I would say this. We are in a different day and age of athlete where everybody's got one of these that we have in front of us. And that's your own podcast. Everybody can have a podcast these days, right? Micah's got a podcast. Micah likes to chirp on social media. So do I. I'm not going to get on him for that. But I'm also not playing linebacker for the Cowboys trying to win a Super Bowl, which they haven't done since the year 1995. And if you were playing linebacker for the Cowboys of 50-some years old. It wouldn't be very good. 5'10", 180 pounds. All heart, though, baby. (laughs) All heart out there. That would be a bad thing for the Dallas defense. does, Does Micah take to heart what somebody like Bart Scott says? Probably. He's going to be sensitive about it. And he's gonna he's gonna fire back at Bart Scott. Hey, Micah Parsons, by the way, probably one of the top performers of NBA All Star Weekend. You know, he had 37 points and 16 rebounds in the celebrity game. I did not know that. But now, when he came out of Penn State, <laughs> I, I actually I thought the Cowboys made a, a great draft pick. Yeah. Because I couldn't believe he fell into the Cowboys' lap. What was that? The number 12 or 13 oh, pick think, in the I first round? Eleven, right? I okay. Think, but right there in that in that range. And to have him fall out of the top 10 to Dallas is such an easy decision to take Mike apart. He was a stud at Penn State. I knew he was going to be a stud in the NFL. He's one of those 12. guys that just can't miss. Huh? 12, 12 overall. You're no, right. Yeah. So 
he, he is the leader of the Dallas defense. Is he too sensitive? Yeah, I don't, I don't think – first of all, he's not the most sensitive athlete out there, a pro athlete, because Kevin Durant is far and away the number one <laughs> most sensitive athlete. But, you know, you've got all these guys now who are on Twitter, who have their own podcast, Instagram, Twitter, podcast. It's just a, it's just a different breed of athlete. It it's is. not the old school. Could you have ever imagined Dick Butkus having oh. a, uh, a Twitter – or IG or, 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 or Lawrence Taylor doing or, or a LT, show. LT or Dick Buckus. No, that, that stuff wouldn't happen. But I think it's also part of the culture of the Cowboys oh. and part of what goes wrong with the Cowboys because a lot of the Cowboys players are more caught up in being stars than they are developing a winning team. And I think uh, it's been one of the problems, Dave, for the last 30 years why this team hasn't got back to the NFC Championship game. Well, and, and that's interesting to me because it's hard for me to gauge – Yes, when you wear the star in your helmet, and I say it all the time, it, it's it's not just a star; it's a way of life, right? Like it changes it changes who you are as an athlete. And I kid all the time about this, but really, it's different. And I know that people outside of Dallas or America's team they hate these type of conversations, but it it is different when you wear that star. Everybody guns for you, and they haven't won anything in thirty years, and yet everybody still guns for them because of Jerry Jones, because of the, the war of the franchise, right? They're always the team to beat in the NFC East each and every well, year. Like the, you know, the Yankees have yes. won one World Series in the past 20-plus uh, years. But they're, they're always marked men. Of course. And, and you, you kind of want that, I think, as an athlete. So I think to Bart's point Lakers, here... Lakers have not Lakers. been winning a bunch of NBA titles over the past 15 or 20 years. Exactly. You know, since Shaq and Kobe. But It goes with the territory of certain teams. Yeah. I, I think the more interesting discussion, too, with the Cowboys and Eagles is... Who would you bet on to win this division in 2024? Because Do we, we believe just, in curses? We just talk, well, we talked about no repeats, right? right? Over the last years. 20 years, there has not been a repeat winner in this division. And Dallas just won the game by one – or won the division by one game over Philly. Seems to be a lot of things going wrong with that Eagles team right now. Can they pull it back together? Uh, because you're not – the Washington Commanders are probably going to take a quarterback. Yes. Number one or number two. They could trade up to number one mm-hmm. or take a quarterback at two. The Giants don't seem like they're anywhere close to winning the division. So if you look at the odds in the uh, to win the NFC East, who are you taking? Who, well, who are you, the Cowboys are going to be the favorites. You're going to lay money with the Cowboys. I'm not going to do no. it. I'm not going to lay money. No. They're they're going. You're going to have to lay a price tag here with the Cowboys. I would assume it's going to be around dollar fifty somewhere in that vicinity here. I don't know if it'd be that high. Maybe dollar thirty-five, somewhere in that vicinity. But they're going to be the favorites. The Eagles are going to be the second betting favorite. I would assume right now you'd look at the G-men. We saw the news that it looks like Saquon Barkley might be coming back for another one-year deal uh, to be tagged there with the Giants, and then the Commanders. And look, it's a whole new regime regime now in Washington D.C. They're going to draft a quarterback. We believe whether they stay pat at two. Trade up to one to go get Caleb Williams. Remember, Cliff Kingsbury is now the OC in D.C. And you can try to connect those dots if you want. I know Bears backers are probably saying, no, we're going to stay at one. Take Caleb well, Williams. That I, could well be. I said last week what I would do if I were the Bears. I would trade that number one pick, trade down to number two. The commanders would give up a ton yes. to get to number one to get to Caleb Williams. I like Caleb Williams. I don't necessarily think he's the next Patrick Mahomes. I saw a lot of things last season I don't like. And uh, I actually think if you trade down to number two and take Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU, oh. you might end up getting a better quarterback. Plus, you're going to get a bunch of other draft assets. Now, 
I want. I wish I could be in on the interviews and the workouts to have more of an inside perspective mm-hmm. to make sure that's the move I would make. But I think if you're the Bears, you have to seriously consider trading to the number two pick because you can still get. Hey, if you want Drake May from North Carolina, maybe that's your guy. If it's not Jaden Daniels, but you got two great options there at quarterback. Plus, you're going to get a lot from the Commanders if they want to move up from two to one to get Caleb Williams, who would be a home run pick for that franchise, as you know, from that area, because that's where he grew up. No doubt. It it, it makes a lot of sense if they could get Caleb Williams in D.C. Look, we saw what C.J. Stroud did in year one in Houston to help win that division, right? Now, it took a little bit of a collapse by Jacksonville and some other things to happen. I wonder if if it is Caleb Williams in D.C. or whomever they get, whether it's at two or at one, is this division, we're just talking Cowboys and Eagles here. Two-horse race. So there's no other horse. I think it's still a two-horse race. I hope you're right. Because I don't want more competition here as a Cowboy backer. And by the way, the Cowboys are 20-1 to 1 to win the, the, the Super Bowl next year. That number's been shorted already at places here like Circa. So they, they, they gave you a little bit of hope, and then immediately that number went down. So just neither here nor there, but that number did change. I don't want to say Cowboys. that Cowboys fans like you live in the past, <laughs> but it's been uh, almost 30 years, right, since you won a Super Bowl. So I brought a gift in for you today. Oh! I found this in my closet. 1994, the year in sports with Emmett Smith, Sports Illustrated video. I thought, who better to give this to than Super Dave Ross, Super Cowboys fan. You know what? You're uh, not going to believe this, or maybe you that's will. That's narrated by Mar- Marv Albert, by the way. I already have them. <laughs> now you got two copies. That is, in fact, fact. I'll keep two, damn it. Give me, I'm going to break out the VCR when I get done after the show. When we come back, going to have a lot of fun talking some hoops with Tim Brando. That is next when you come back with us. 1994, baby, it lives forever. We're back with more Follow the Money. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN daily newsletter. Lots of March Madness talk out there, so get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe today. Back alongside Matt Humans, Dave Ross here with you. A pleasure to have Tim Brando join the program on the call tonight uh, in the Big East. But Tim... We want to talk kind of big picture here a little bit from a game you did over the weekend. And we saw UConn. They're the favorites right now to repeat as national champs at 5-1 to one to cut down the nets again. We don't see this very often, as Matt and I were discussing. Are they really built to go kind of wire to wire again and possibly get it done two years in a row? Yeah, they are. They're better than they were a year ago. And that's saying something, you know, without Andre Jackson. And, uh, you know, they lost, Joey Calcaterra was also a really good outside shooter. And, and uh, without Adama Sonogo, uh, who was a quality big, who was part of the two-headed monster with he and Klingon, they, Klingon has just emerged now as a dominant player. They've got a quality backup in Samson Johnson uh, that they're not afraid to play. And then when you look at the, really the two reasons, I think, that they've been able to um, – to emerge as a better team than they were a year ago. That even though Andre Jackson is now with the Milwaukee Bucks, who was on hand for the game in Connecticut last week, um, they have replaced him basically with two different guys, and they're both outstanding players. Cam Spencer, who I believe is the best transfer player in the country, the young man from Rutgers, who's not just a great shooter but also a hell of a defender, like Andre Jackson was, and then. Uh, the emergence of Tristan Newton as an incredible point guard. Uh, a year ago, Newton was probably 
at this time a year ago, the guy that you felt like maybe was the weak link, that he was not a, um, a prototypical point guard, but maybe Connecticut didn't need that because everybody could handle the, the, the ball fairly well for that team. Well, Tristan now has become that really good point guard. I mean, he's dropping dimes left and right. He's averaging over six assists a game, uh, right around 15 and a half points. You look at his numbers, and it's hard to, well, this is true with any of the Connecticut players. You look at their numbers and you go, I don't know if he could be player of the year. Well, because five guys are averaging double figures. (laughs) That five guys that are averaging in excess of 12 and a half, 13 points a game, then it's hard for anyone to really stand out. But I think that those two players right there are the the reasons why they're even better Mm. than the that we saw dominate. Uh, the entire NCAA tournament. I don't think they lost a game. Or they, I don't think they won a game by less than, what was it, 13, 14 yeah. points? Yeah, something like that in the tournament. And uh, and Marquette was a team. The teams in the Big East um, are so good, and they're so well-scouted and well-coached. They're the teams that really have the best chance of beating Connecticut. You know, Seton Hall got them early in the year uh, after they had taken a trip to Kansas. Uh, it was the right time for them to play them, and, and Shaheen Holloway's a hell of a coach. Um, I think that uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find better coaches uh, than, than <laughs> you know, Shaka Smart and the job he's done at Marquette. He beat them two out of three times a year ago. And you got a great one-two punch with um, with uh, Kolick and, and also Iguodaro. And, and those two were just taken out of their game because they didn't have as much help in the Marquette game with, with, um, with Connecticut as they normally would get from players like Cam, John, uh, Cam Jones and and um, Stevie Mitchell, David Joplin, all those guys have got to play at their their peak level to to be able to compete with with Connecticut. And uh, in that building on Saturday, uh, in a game that uh, Donnie Marshall and I thought would be very very close, and and it looked like it would be that way. Um, ultimately, when you're making that many buckets and you're getting that many offensive rebounds, and they just absolutely closed out on the defensive boards, and it was one and done for Marquette. It's hard to lose, you know, and Connecticut's making it really, really difficult on themselves to find a way to stub their toes. Um, it's going to take an, an incredible effort, whoever gets them uh, between now and the end of the Big East tournament. It's going to take an incredible effort for whatever team that is that's able to do it the way they're playing right now. Tim Brando, Fox Sports with us. And, uh, Tim, I uh, watched the game that you called on uh, Saturday, Marquette. UConn, it was a 28-point beat down. It was, it was uh, tied through 10 minutes. Looked like it was yeah. going to be a, you know, a classic top-five matchup. Turned out not to be the case. Now, a lot of talk in college hoops. There was UConn and Purdue and everybody else. And then Purdue takes a loss at Ohio State. You've, you've had a chance to see both teams in person, see a lot of the top teams in college hoops. Is it UConn and everybody else? And I say that, Tim, going into tonight's game, UConn's only a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite at Creighton tonight. Yeah, I think Creighton is playing at a very high level now, fellas. You don't want to lose sight of them. Uh, I saw them a week ago, Saturday, on the road uh, at Xavier in a game that Xavier really needed at home. You know, they were like first four out, I think, with that game. And they had won four in a row, uh, Xavier. And you know, you know, you know how good of a coach Sean Miller is. And they really needed that game. Creighton took them apart. Uh, the player of the year in the Big East may be, Brian, uh, might be Shireman uh, at Creighton. Uh, and the reason is his numbers are off the charts. 
and he's doing so much more for them this season. He's actually bringing the ball up some. He's posting up. I mean, he's literally all over the floor. Um, I think Creighton is a team. Remember now, they were only one second and a bad call away from the Final Four a year ago. Mm. Now, Ashcroft, the, the, the kid that, uh, that they put at the point that they picked up through the, the portal uh, has not been a Ryan Nimhart kind of guard, and it's taken a while for him to, to get in the flow. I think maybe he was trying too hard to be a, a point guard, and he's really not a point guard. He just needs to play his game, and the last couple of weeks he has. And uh, Colt Brenner, by the way, is another kid. You know, we talk about Zach Eady so much, but Colt Brenner now has really emerged, gotten very strong. His he had a fatigue factor issue, I think, in a lot of games last year because they were asking so much of him. He's gotten physically much stronger. Uh, he is as gifted around the, the the rim in terms of defending it as anybody I've seen. He doesn't get in foul trouble anymore. He knows how to block shots without committing fouls. And you know that that team is dangerous again. They look like the, the kind of team that we all thought they would be at the beginning of the year. They were struggling at a certain point. Connecticut hammered them much like they hammered Marquette about a month ago, and they kind of went into it a bit of a tailspin. But I think they've, they've, they've gotten it back. I think that that Connecticut game uh, with with um, with um, Creighton is going to be a tough one uh, for UConn. If they're going to lose, that's their best chance of losing in the Big East the rest of the way. Now, the tournament is a different thing. I think once you get to the Big East tournament, everybody's going to bring their best. And, and the league is good, fellas. There's only really – one bad team, DePaul, and I think Georgetown is still dangerous. They, they, they're not winning, but they're dangerous. you got to show up to beat Ed Cooley's team. Everybody else in that league is good. The only real difference between the Big 12 and the Big East is number of teams. You know, the Big 12 has just got more teams than the Big East does. But uh, nine of those 11 teams, man, they can get you. Um, I do think that UConn is separating themselves. And, and even though Purdue lost against Ohio State, to me that was a bit of an aberration. You got a coaching change. You got a lot of talented players. I mean, Bruce Thornton's a great player. That's a, that's a really talented Ohio State team that just lost its way. I feel really bad for Chris Holtman. I think it's really ironic that, that Chris, who, who was coaching at Gardner-Webb, had the Butler job fall in his lap and then had great success there left for Ohio State, and who takes over at Butler but the guy that Ohio State fired, Sad Mata, and he's got Butler playing well. You know, That's why tonight's game is an important game that we have. Um, Sarah Kustak's going to be with me for tonight's game and uh, at Villanova. This is a bubble game tonight. You know, Kyle Neptune needs to win. He needs to get in the tournament this year. Uh, Villanova fans are expecting it. They've got you know, they've spent some NIL money here. In a, a small private school, that's a, that's a big deal, even if you've won two national championships in the last six years like Villanova. Uh, and Butler, yeah, Butler's coming in here thinking that they have to win this basketball game too, and Thad's team just got thumped by Creighton, who they had beaten at Creighton. The last loss Creighton had was an unbelievable game, and that Telford kid's a great player. So, But I do think Purdue – with Edie and Lance Jones, I think that's the dominant team, fellas. I don't think Purdue is is uh, suddenly not clear of everybody else just because they lost that game to Ohio State. I think that's a bump in the road uh, for them. I, I love Matt Painter's team. 
I think when Lawyer and Lawyer and those guys, Brandon Smith has had a great year. He may be the fourth, maybe the third or fourth best point guard in the country. And Smith has made such a difference in their in their team. And uh, they're not built at all like Connecticut. And yeah, the, they don't get what they need from two or three players. They can be in trouble. They're more vulnerable than UConn. But I, I do think they've separated themselves. And maybe Arizona has too. They're looking for a team out west. It may have separated itself. I think Arizona, once they defend and make a commitment to defending, they're, they're locked and loaded too. Tim, if uh, you can hold on, now we're talking about the Butler-Villanova game tonight. Mm-hmm. Villanova, a six-point favorite there in that one. Tim, if you can hold on, I want to ask you about Rick Pitino. And I know you're a big fan. I'm sure you're a big fan of what happened in NBA All-Star <laughs> Weekend. So we'd like to talk oh, to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> we got much of that coming on the other side. Hang with us, Tim Brando, next here as we continue Follow the Money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5, get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet happens to lose. Download the app. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up today. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown can be all yours. Back alongside Matt Humans, Dave Ross here. We are going up to the king of New York. But as you said, our next guest, of course, you know him all over, VEASAN. Not the Will Hill is how you follow him on X. Also the host of the Should Have Bet More podcast, which I think is one of the best names for any pod out there. Will, you, I always refer to you as the king of New York, but you don't live in New York. Is that correct, sir? I didn't want to spoil it for you, but I live in Connecticut. You That's were just having you. so much fun with the nickname, and I, I may have told you a time or two, but you know what? Why, it's You don't want to tell kids there's no Santa Claus, so it, it. it's close enough. You can't call him the king of Connecticut because that's uh, Gino Oriema or Dan, Danny Hurley at this point. But, uh, hey, well, let's talk college hoops <laughs> just for a minute because uh, UConn on the road, two and a half at DraftKings overnight, actually opened minus two. UConn at Creighton, it's up to three. Uh, did you play? Are you going to play the UConn Creighton game or anything else in college hoops today? 
I haven't played it. I would play Creighton actually because mm. like, Creighton's done well in this series. They, they've actually they didn't play well uh, in UConn about a month ago. UConn just dominated the game and they have dominated everybody. You figure at some point uh, UConn is going to come back to the pack in, this, in terms of their performance. At some point, they're going to have a bad game, uh, just an off night. They were so dominant against Marquette. Now you turn around a couple days later and you have to go to a really tough place to play, a tough place to win. I think Creighton's a really good team. So for me, it'd be Creighton or nothing here. What else do you like tonight on the docket in uh, in the college basketball? Because I know you do have some plays that you already have in pocket. I like Maryland getting seven uh, against Wisconsin. I didn't check the spreads the last half hour or so, but it, it was seven uh, all night. I'm, I don't think it's moved too much. Um, look, they, they've had a disappointing season. They haven't won a lot of games, but they've been close in all of these games. A lot of you know one possession, two possession losses. They play really good defense. Wisconsin's a team that's scuffling, so seven's a lot in a game like this. I think you know one thirty and a half. That's a low total, so you know, I could see a you know a four or five point game. I just think seven's a lot, so I did grab the Terps. Plus the points. I played Utah State on the money line. They're hosting San Diego State. I just I I really like Danny Sprinkle as a coach. Home court in, in the Mountain West is so important, and Utah State's dominant at home. I think eleven and one at home, while San Diego State's four and six on the road. San Diego State's coming off a big win against New Mexico, so that's a good spot I think for Utah State. I think they get it done. I, I played them on a money line, uh, minus one thirty-five, something like that. Um, and, and again, shop around. It's starting to get bet up a little bit. I'm not surprised. Uh, I also played BYU laying four against Baylor. This is a revenge spot. I just think it's a good spot for BYU. They're coming off a bad loss to Oklahoma State. They lost to Baylor earlier in the season. And again, home court in the Big 12, very important. BYU has been dominant at home, only two losses. Baylor, shaky on the road. I think they're four and six on the road this year. And it's a looking spot for Baylor. Baylor plays at Houston on Saturday, so... I think this is a good spot. I think BYU gets it done here. I'm on the BYU side too, but will this line open minus one Ooh. at DraftKings? BYU won overnight, so hopefully you get a better number. It's up to minus four at this point. Yeah, I think I laid three. I just, I mean, I hate when people are like, you know, I when a line's four, like, oh, I laid minus one. It doesn't really help people. So I try, no. you know, try to try to talk <laughs> about the game as, mm-hmm. as best as possible when you know we got to play the ball where it lies, kind of. But you're, you're right, Be, beating. Uh, Beating these books to the punch is important, especially if you think you have the you know the advantage in terms of where the number is going to go. Playing these as early as possible, um, you know, make, makes a lot of sense. All right, play the ball where it lies, unless it's Hideki Machiyama. That's a d- different discussion. Oh, no, come on, don't <laughs> even start that. that. That was nowhere near like I a, agree. A, the a ball Patrick just oscillated. Reed sort of thing. Ah, come on, <laughs> there was no cheating, ball, people. Uh, that was not cheating. That no was, cheating in uh, golf there. Uh, well, let's talk a little Major League Baseball here. I have some selfish questions because I call you the King of New York, obviously for obvious reasons. But you do have your pulse on what's going on with those two teams. You've been very critical of the Bronx Bombers in years past. I want to start there because, you know, Matt and I talked about it. Look, if you're a Cowboy, if you're a Laker, if you're a Yankee, you get the bullseye every year. Seems like the market's kind of bullish on them this year for the Yanks. What about you? Have they done enough in the offseason that we can take the pinstriper seriously this year in the AL East? Oh, yeah, they're a legit contender. Now, I mean, I'd like another pitcher, too, and one injury to Garrett Cole or Aaron Judge or even Soto. I mean, those are the three guys they really can't get hurt, and Judge has had a history of getting hurt as great as he is when he plays. I mean, just look at the back of the baseball card. It doesn't lie. He misses a lot of games for a, a variety of different reasons. Um, but, look, I, I think the key to the season is Rodon. Rodon hmm. had a, a few really good seasons before signing with the Yankees. He was awful last year, starting to feel a little – I'm sure you guys remember Carl Pavano like 20 years ago oh, where he 
came to the Yankees, got hurt, was bad, just never seemed to pitch, and it just never works out, worked out. Some guys just come to New York and it just doesn't work for some reason. I'm not ready to go there with Rodon. Seems like he's in good shape in camp. Seems like you know he's saying all the right things. People seem to think he's throwing the ball well so far. That's the key though, because they just don't. They have a lot of question marks behind Cole. Who I, I think people have been unfair to Cole. Uh, he had a bad start in Boston on a bad hamstring uh, in a playoff game. But other than that, like I, I know he's given up too many homers, but he won a Cy Young last year. He's he's had he's been a, a good signing for the Yankees. Um, it's just I don't I don't know they have enough pitching the Clark Schmitz of the world I didn't like the Stroman signing so I think that 90, 93 and a half is fair that's a lot of wins you better stay healthy at that price I, I think a better price you just better bang for your buck would probably be 135 plus 135 to win the AL East Baltimore's good but Baltimore's already lost a couple of pitchers here with John Means and with Bradish uh, Toronto's good I think Tampa will probably be a little bit down with no Wander Franco I know they always sort of piece it together with with duct tape but there's just not a ton of talent on that Tampa team, I don't think. Um, so, so they'll be right there to win the division. Handicapping who wins the World Series. It, it, baseball's made it impossible with this ridiculous format where everybody gets in. Uh, they've made it like March Madness where there's just so much randomness to it. It doesn't matter who the best team is. So uh, I think they'll be in the mix. I think they're one of the handful of contenders. I mean, Soto and Judge, that's two of the five best offensive players in the sport. They just need a third guy to step up, whether it's Glaber Torres, Rizzo, I'm past the point where I think they'll get anything out of Stanton, but they need a third bat because Judge Stanton, uh, I mean Judge and Soto, that's a hell, I mean that's a hell of a duo. They just need a third guy. All right, the Yankees uh, win total in 1999 was 104 and a half. Do you remember what the Yankees did that season? Oh well? boy, they won the World Series, but was that the year they played terribly down the stretch, or was that 2000? There was one of those seasons where they had a terrible September. And, you know, they, they really didn't have a good record. It might have been, it was either 99 or 2000. 98 was obviously the great season where they won 114 games, something right. like that. Right. And 99, was 99 the year they fell, fell short of that? Yeah, one total was 104 and a half based a lot on what the Yankees did the previous season. They actually finished that year with 98 wins. Okay. Um, so the Dodgers win total. Right now, we're seeing uh, as high as 104 and a half. Are you buying this? Do you think this Dodgers team's uh, going to be this dominant? And I, I think you got to have some questions about the pitching staff, too, because Clayton Kershaw is not going to be around. I'm, I'm looking for more than one left-hander on this starting rotation. Yeah, hopefully they get something out of Bueller. I mean, they just have so many of these guys that are always hurt, whether it's Walker Bueller, Dustin Bay, who's got great stuff but just never pitches. Uh, I think Yamamoto seems like he'll be good right away. You watch some of the videos, man. He looks like he's throwing a damn wiffle ball. He, he He's <laughs> going to be good, I would think. Glasnow will be good, again, when he pitches, but there's health concerns with him. Uh, they're just going to slug teams to death. Now, getting to the playoffs is a different story. And again, they've had their issues in the playoffs, whether it's the format, whether it's small sample size, whether just you could say, hey, they choke. Maybe it's a combination of all those. I'd probably play over, if anything. I just think they're going to bludgeon teams in the regular season. That's a ridiculous team with Otani, Betts, Freeman. You throw in Muncie, they get Lux back. Uh, they get a bunch of games against Colorado to beat up on. Giants aren't that good. Even Arizona in the regular season, they're going to bully these teams. So they're a regular season juggernaut once they get to the playoffs. Who knows? But I think it would be over or nothing uh, for me for the Dodgers, as crazy as that sounds. Usually the mm -hmm. best team in baseball does get uh, you know, mid 105, 106, I mean, that, or, you know, right around that area. So I, I think they're probably good for it. Right now, DraftKings Dodgers win total 103 and a half. Uh, there is a number out there as high as 104 and a half. Dave, Super Dave, the highest win total since 1995 well, in baseball is a 1999 Yankees team at 104 
and a half. So the Dodgers uh, right now are going to have the highest win total along with the Yankees in the past 30 years. Are you buying the Dodgers? Yeah, I'm yeah. with Will. It's It would be over or pass for me as well. But nobody cares about that, guys. Everybody cares about the Mets. I mean, Will, <laughs> I gotta, give me a reason to bet the Mets win total over 82 and a half. Save this for another day. <laughs> I guess because, hey, you still got Alonzo, you got Lindor, and you're getting Diaz back. And that moves everyone down a peg in the bullpen, and you can shorten some of these games. But, boy, Sanga's a good pitcher. Outside of that, where's the pitching come from? The Quintanas of the world, the Adrian Hausers. There's not a lot of pitching. I think this is just, you know, this is a step back year where they're, they traded Scherzer, traded Verlander. They got some prospects and they hope to be good, you know, a couple years down the road. The Braves are obviously just much better than them. The Phillies are better than them. Uh, I think I'd play under or anything. What are they, 82 and a half? I 82 think and a half. Under. Well, think about the Mets this year as compared to last year. Right. And the hype, all the hype around the Mets a year ago, and it's all vanished. It's, it's gone. It's all yeah. gone. And you guys can talk about this on your Saturday afternoon uh, show and, together. And we will, that's <laughs> okay. for sure. Well, we appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you all around and cannot wait for our Saturday night, uh, you and I, as we continue Sunday bet prep starting this Saturday. There he is, everybody, the king of New York who lives in Connecticut. Still works, Will. Play, play nicely, guys. We will do so. All right, when we come back, I'm going to get to our in-pocket plays. I might even ask you one golf question. That's next here on Follow the Money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call Sheet. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money, spelled K-A-L-S-H-I, and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance, and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.